educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Yes, indeed. We are at the entertaining part of the week, finally. Welcome aboard uh, the Friday Afternoon Club without Chef Kevin. Chef Kevin's got the day off. Uh, Well-deserved. So... Uh, but we're going to have fun. Uh, joining us in the studio in just a second, Mr. Uh, Kent Wolgamott, veteran journalist uh, from Lincoln Journal Star, and so we're going to we're going to crank up the uh, Oscar uh, nominations and and dive into that. So tune in, stay tuned, uh, get you a beverage, and settle in. But before we go any further, say hello to today's producer, Mr. Steve Hardesty, filling in for Johnny. Steve, thanks for being here hello dan good to be back and seems like it hasn't been too long since we've been been a while doggone it right glad to have you yeah johnny's on a boat somewhere that's right and understand he had a few layovers on the way but he is at sea and probably having a great time i bet he is no doubt um well you know steve uh you know some people look for signs of spring and whether it's uh you know we got groundhog's day coming up here in a little bit uh in a week or so and uh, you know you always look for that robin that first robin well i saw a very promising scene on my drive uh here to the studio from uh, downtown this afternoon um there's some and, and by the way kent uh Wolgamot, welcome aboard good to have you my friend good afternoon yeah anyway kent maybe you've seen this guy there's a guy uh, who rides a bicycle downtown, and I think he usually has a couple people with him. Uh, it pops a, pops a wheelie and rides uh, uh, down the street in between cars on his back wheel. So I saw that gentleman on my way over here this afternoon, so I thought, darn right, there's a sign of spring is coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I have seen him. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and, and, you know, instead of the people shaking their fists and flipping the bird and honking at him, I'm like, good for you, man. That's a sign of spring. Yeah. And he's harmless. <laughs> yeah, he's harmless. Well, let me do a more proper introduction. Our very special guest today, veteran Lincoln Journal star journalist, uh, Mr. L. Kent Wogamot. Kent, thanks so much for taking time to be here. Well, I'm happy to be here and Thank you. Veteran it works, sounds better than old, okay? <laughs> than the old guy. Yeah, we got to stick together, uh, my friend. I am the designated old guy down there. I am now the, with the retirement of Don Walton. God bless Don. I am Don, the yep. longest running, serving, whatever, <laughs> imprisoned, whatever, <laughs> member of the newsroom. Well, and yeah, I, I know there's uh, a lot of listeners that enjoy your work uh, through all these years. And so, yeah, I just thought, hey, it's Oscar time. No better person than Kent Wolgamott to get in here to talk about this. And by the way, folks, we'll open up the phone lines 402-479-1400. Talk or text. Uh, if you'd like to get in on this, uh, we'd love to hear your reviews of the films that you've seen, uh, whether they're Oscar nominated or not. But we're going to walk through this and, and we've got a professional uh, to do that with but uh, um, yeah so there we are that I don't have any more intro so let's just dive into it Kent so yeah you mentioned you've been doing this a while my friend it will be 40 <laughs> years next year wow, you... that I've been I've been at the paper since uh, 81 okay but I've been doing entertainment it wasn't a like 
it was a gradual transition. Let's yeah. put it that way. And I did do some stuff in 84, but 85 was the time when I started doing it full time. And was that the journal or the It was stuff? the journal. It was the journal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and which makes sense. The yep. evening paper. Yeah. And it also, uh, yeah. So I'm also, uh, Margaret Reist and I are the only two surviving members that actually worked at the journal no before kidding. the papers merged. Okay. And I don't believe there are anybody from the star left. Yeah. That's probably true. So. Well. I love your work. Love, uh, love what you do. And yeah, I mean, uh, you have. And so yeah, I want to dive into not only, uh, and I'll let you guide this conversation, Ken, of where you want to go first. But yeah, I want to talk about just this process that you go. I mean, you, you the number of films. You said you had a student uh, in a class recently ask you uh, how many films that you've uh, reviewed in your career, and it's my goodness, how, how would you even keep track? Well, I haven't. And the only math I use is I assume it's at least uh, um, 100 a year. Wow. You know, because wow. that's basically two a week, and it may not work out two every week. But I would say that's a fair number. And then there are some years more than that. So start at 4,000, and who knows what the <laughs> – maybe five, maybe six. And, I and, don't know. And for those people out there that think, man, how do I get how do I get a job like that? I mean, it sounds pretty sexy 40 years ago probably. Yeah. But- <laughs> and how you got the job, and it's very different now because the the you know uh, the new not only just changes in the newspaper industry, but changes in the film business and everything. Basically, uh, Bart Becker, who had the job before me, left, and I applied for it and got it. I, <laughs> I don't know, I, you know that that's really the but the the thing. It's hard now because you don't have the, the you know, I think in Lincoln, it's kind of rare, actually, for a paper this size to continue to have this coverage. Yeah. Um, and even in bigger cities. And so you're not going newspaper so much as various online kind of outlets. Yeah. And it's hard to make a living on the online outlet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when are you going to start a podcast? Or do you do a podcast? I do not do one, yeah. and that's a very good question. Because <laughs> everybody's got a podcast. You yeah, know, apparently. I, I had two of them, and then somebody asked me why I don't do my podcast anymore. Uh, Pints and po- I never had you on Pints and Politics. Anyway, we, no, we, that was you, my... we had sent a, you had sent an email, and then you sort of got a different job. Yeah, and so <laughs> I tell people, well, I got another uh, podcast that I do every day, and it's broadcast uh, over the airwaves. So anyway, uh, but I'll remind our listeners, that's a good segue for myself, that you if you miss anything here on the live broadcast, you can always catch us on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, well, Kent, let's dive in. Where do you want to start? I mean, uh, where do you? Where would you like to start? Well, I, you know, people are always interested. I think in the best picture nominees mm-hmm. and where they can see them, or at least some people. And I wanted to make sure I got this. Out so, and then, uh, and then we can talk maybe a little bit about the the way the <laughs> the way you figure out who might be what might be the winner and yeah and, and yeah. that kind of thing. But I'll just run through the 
the the list here of and say and I just do it by where you can see them now. Okay. Okay. American fiction and poor things are still in their original theatrical run. Okay. You can see in Lincoln American fiction at the Grand and poor things at the Ross and the Grand. Okay. Barbie, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer came back and are playing at the Grand today. Okay. Started today. How long they'll run, who knows? Week, two. Uh, but it, they're probably not going to run all the way to the Oscars, but okay. they're, they're out there today. The Holdovers is is streaming on Peacock. I saw it uh, a couple nights ago because, uh, yeah, I was one of those people that got sucked into signing up for the Peacock for the Husker, uh, uh, the basketball game. Basketball game against Purdue. Yes, and because uh, I said, I'm not going to sign up for one more stinking uh, platform. But I did. And so, but yeah, the payoff is I got to sit down and watch Oh, what a beautiful film. Yes. And don't cancel your 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 uh, Peacock yet either because Oppenheimer is coming to Peacock on February 16th. Okay. I okay. think I want to go see that on the I, big screen. I would now. advise, if you can, go see it on a big screen. Yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon, which came back to the grand today, okay. is also on Apple TV+. Plus. Okay. And Maestro, which... Played the Ross for a week is a Netflix movie. So okay. you can see that on Netflix. Okay. Past Lives, which played the Ross, is came to Paramount Plus streaming today. The Zone of Interest has not yet played here. It is scheduled to be at the Ross on March 2nd. And if you and Anatomy of a Fall, which I cannot find anywhere on streaming, played to Ross last fall. So what that is getting to, and I think this is important for people in Lincoln to know, is half of these nominate nominees either have played, are playing, or will be playing at the Ross. You know, I had a uh, text exchange with Lori. Lori Richards, our dear friend, a longtime uh, Nebraska State film officer, now the programmer at the University of Nebraska's uh, Mary Rippon Ross Media Arts Center, uh, invited Lori to join us today. But she was <laughs> she was doing other things and busy. But uh, Lori wanted me to pass along that very thought, uh, Kent, that uh, before before the Oscar award ceremony, they'll have five of the ten nominated best pictures. So. Uh, and yeah, so get to the Ross. It's always an enjoyable experience. And thanks to our dear friend Lori for uh, all the great work that she does. And there are, uh, while we're at it, I guess, there are a couple pictures that haven't, did not play Lincoln, and I doubt that they will. And I frankly haven't looked up where, oh, I can do this. Okay. I, I will look this you up do on, that on a break. You bet. We're, we're approaching one here in just a second, Kent. But, yeah, I think, and again, phone lines are open. Join us if you like. If you've got a question for Kent, if you've got a question about, uh, or if you've got a favorite film that you've seen off in this list, uh, or a favorite uh, actor or actress, we'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400. Talk or text. We'd love to hear from you. Um, yeah, okay. Steve, let's take this little break. And we'll come back and continue our conversation about the Oscars 
uh, with Kent Wolgamott from the Lincoln Journal Star. Come on back. What was I made for? Oscar nominated song. Kent, what do you think? I think this is your winner, but I could. Song is a hard one to pick, but she's so popular. Yeah. A she got one last year. Last year, yeah, was it? Yeah, and then I think one of the two Barbie songs will win the best song, and so fifty-fifty shot on that. So that's Billie Eilish, and uh, and the song is uh, Steve Hardesty. Thanks for bringing that up. What the name of that song? Yes. Yeah, uh, what was I made for? For yeah, the Barbie soundtrack. Yeah. So I have to admit, I've not seen the Barbie film. I want to see it, uh, Kent. There's, uh, yeah. Your thoughts? My thoughts. It, it was in my top ten of the year. Actually, everything that is that everything that is nominated that I've seen uh, that I had seen by made my the top ten. Okay, so, so no surprises not in that sense. No, other than you know Barbie. A lot of times your big, but you know your big box office comedy blah 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 don't get. Right. Oscar consideration. Mm-hmm. This one deservedly did. Not only was it a huge hit, it's a really good movie and highly entertaining, and you should see it. There is some irony, I guess. That's it's not exactly irony, but close enough uh, that the movie, which is really a shot at the patriarchy in, yeah. in a sense, uh, then Greta. Gerwig, the director, doesn't get a nomination. Got snubbed, yeah. <clears throat> and Margot Robbie, who plays Barbie, doesn't get a nomination. But Ryan Gosling, who's Ken, does. <laughs> yeah, that is, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and people, that's what a lot of people... By the way, we're back with Kent Wolgamott from the Lincoln Journal-Star. We're, we're previewing the Oscars. Uh, the nominations came out this week, and so longtime uh, journalist uh, and friend Kent Wolgamott is, uh, is helping us walk through this. And, and save your predictions for last, Kent. Oh, I, I will not run off the prediction bridge yet. <laughs> I'll have to come back. Because yeah. there's a real, okay, trade secret giveaway here. Okay, here we go. This is why you tune in. If you want to win your Oscar pool, if you're in one, pay attention to all the Guild Awards, okay. Screen Actors Guild, Directors Guild, um, the Producers Guild. It, you want to get, uh, it's like, I think it's Best Ensemble or something like that. That's essentially their best picture. Pay attention to those because those are, I mean, they're about as good an indicator as you're ever going to find. Well, why is that? Because in the Oscars, the directors vote for best director. The actors vote for best, the four acting categories. The only category that everybody in the Oscars votes for is best picture. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that is a little insider. Uh... So I'm not going to run off that. Run, you're not going to walk me off that <laughs> plank yet. Uh, but I do think that you're going to see Barbie get some Oscars. And I, I'm not sure that Ryan Gosling is the uh, likelihood. But if you go down into the technical awards, which is at least that's what I call them, you, beyond the the song... Uh, it, it's nominated for costume design, for 
what is it, uh, uh, production design, and I it might very easily win one of those. Uh, the other one, the other picture that I think is pretty sure to win a few of those is poor things, and and describe that. Uh, okay, <laughs> we got a couple minutes before the break. So All right, here's take your time. Here, here's the dis- <laughs> here's the description of poor things, which I really I've. I never see movies more than once because I see so many movies. I've seen Poor Things twice and may go see it one more time. And it sounds like I am like uh, doing commercials for the Ross, but if you're choosing which place to go, it, it the presentation at the Ross is superior for one reason, and it has nothing to do with something bad about the market ross bought a atmos dolby atmos sound system for their and and poor things is an atmos so it has sound that comes from above and the sides and all of that and if you're not in that space you can't you can't that's what's the premise of poor things the premise is there is a shall we say, mad scientist type, who is played by Willem Dafoe. He's all scarred up. Woman throws herself off a bridge. This is a Victorian-era setting. That's Emma Stone. She's pregnant. He finds her when when she's still have some uh, life in her, but brain dead. So he takes the brain out of the infant and transplants it into her. Oh boy. So she has to grow up even though she's physically a woman and then she goes on these adventures. It's really astounding. Wow, that's great. Okay, folks, we're going to take this break for the news. Uh, Come back with Kent Wolgamott and the preview of the Oscars. Come on back. 1499.3 KLIN. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, we made it to Friday, boys and girls. Welcome back. We're so delighted you stuck around. It is the Friday Afternoon Club. Uh, sadly, we are without Chef Kevin. Uh, Chef Kevin's in a better place. He's out. Uh, he's on his way to uh, Weston. Have, uh, and we, uh, let me just uh, introduce the rest of the gang here. Steve Hardesty is filling in for Johnny Cadillac uh, behind the board. Steve, thanks so much for being here. Oh, always fun to be in on a Friday, too. Yes, it is. And our special guest, Mr. L. Kent Wolgamott uh, from the Lincoln Journal Star, and uh, we're reviewing uh, the Oscars. And uh, 
And so anyway, welcome aboard. It's Fridays. I look forward to the, hopefully all of us look forward to Fridays. But, you know, we don't do the politics. We don't do the business. We don't do elected officials. Uh, but I will uh, make a comment on breaking news. If you haven't seen, uh, not a good day for our former president. Uh, jury rules that former president Donald Trump must pay E. Jean Carroll $83.3 million in damages for defamation. So not a good day for him. Uh, but um, anyway, the court systems will continue to roll along. Uh, that's why we have... Uh, no one is above the law, and so anyway, just thought I'd. If you hadn't seen that news, it happened uh, just a little earlier this afternoon, about an hour ago, I yeah. think. Yeah. So eighty-three million, a lot of money. That's uh, <laughs> that's some chump. That's uh, that's a little more than walking around uh, money. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, no commentary on that. Uh, come on back next week, and we'll, you know, Kent, what I've done. Uh, to help our listeners wade through uh, all of these uh, legal troubles that the former president finds himself in, 91 federal or 91 indictments, uh, four cases, uh, I've recruited uh, the dean of the law school, uh, oh, Richard Moberly. So Richard comes in once a month or once a month or so and helps us digest uh, in a. You know, no commentary. You can find commentary about this stuff in a lot of different places. So we just try to uh, provide the facts. So anyway, uh, President Trump's uh, not had a good day in the courts. But anyway, we're here to have fun. And I hope you're enjoying an adult beverage uh, or, you know, a soda or a cup of coffee, whatever you whatever your brand is here on a Friday afternoon. But we. Uh, some of us here in the studio are enjoying a uh, a nice local craft beer because uh, that's what we do on Fridays. Uh, and so anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, the phone lines are open if you'd like to weigh in on some of your favorite films and actors and actresses uh, during the... Uh, this Oscar season, we'd love to hear from you. 402-479-1400. You can talk or you can text. And I'll remind you, if you miss anything, you can find us anytime you like on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, or just go to com and scroll down on the Dan Parsons page and uh, find what you're looking for. But, uh, Kent, what? Uh, where should we go next? What we haven't... Uh, we haven't touched on yet. Okay, the 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 areas of most interest, I think, for people are the acting categories, mm-hmm. and then also director. And let, to start with best actor, for one thing that I skipped over, um, Coleman Domingo is nominated for Rustin, playing a civil rights leader. Yes, that movie is on Netflix. Okay, okay? the other nominees are Bradley Cooper from Maestro. Paul Giamatti from The Holdovers, Cillian Murphy of Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright of American Fiction. Uh, I, I said I wouldn't do the predictions, but I would think this is going to this is sort of a two horse race, uh, and it, it will probably depend on how much Oppenheimer sweeps everything. Okay, if it gets if it if that happens if. Every if people are checking the Oppenheimer box, so to speak, I think Cillian Murphy wins. I think the 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 other one that I'm hoping personally 
If if I was going to vote, let's just put it on this way. I vote. I'd vote for Giamatti, Paul uh, Giamatti from the Holdovers. And that's the one film that I have seen. I started uh, uh, Flower Moon, uh, Cl- Killers of the Flower Moon, but I put pu- pushed pause because uh, it was just so intense and so. Uh, anyway, I, it's a long film, and I wanted to get really into it. But I did see uh, the Holdovers, and what a marvelous, marvelous film. Yeah, I and Giamatti uh, just knocks it out of the park. I, I agree. I wrote it was kind of an instant holiday classic. Yes, because it's set around Christmas, and you know we talked a little bit earlier about uh, Greta Gerwig not getting a director nomination. Neither did our own our homeboy, our homeboy Alexander Payne, and I thought that he could easily get a nomination for this as well. Has he been nominated before? Uh, four times, okay. I believe, and okay. he's won a couple screenplay Oscars. Okay, okay. Um, so then, Best Actress, um, the movie that I passed over there was Nyad, which is a story of the swimming woman swimming champion Diana Nyad. Okay. Uh, Annette Bening is nominated wow. as Best Actress. Wow. That one is also on Netflix. The rest of the nominees are Lily Gladstone, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller in uh, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan in Maestro, and Emma Stone in uh, Poor Things. Once again, I think this might be kind of your two-horse race with uh, Lily Gladstone, who won the... She's a native actress, yes. and she won the Golden Globe. That's right. But remember, Golden Globes are... Split. They give comedy and drama awards, so they're terrible indicators. They pay okay. no attention. Okay. And then the other is Emma Stone, who is I thought absolutely great in pure. And if I was voting, I'd probably vote Emma Stone. Have you ever had a vote? No, 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 no. How no. does that work? You got to be a member of the oh, academy. Okay. Okay. I have had Grammy votes. Okay. Uh, I'm just too cheap to continue to <laughs> renew my membership. Um, Best Supporting Actor, uh, we have Sterling K. Brown, American Fiction, Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things. This one is Robert Downey Jr. to lose. It is. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And, and remind it, me of the character he plays. He is uh, one uh, general, and the name is disappearing that's okay but he's he is one of the generals in the as oppenheimer is oh yes put yes, together yes. the the manhattan project and all of wow. that and he's kind of the one that's like trying to keep things under control so okay. to speak okay and he and i can't remember which guy he played yeah and then um Best Supporting Actress, Emily Blunt from Oppenheimer, uh, Danielle Brooks, Color Purple, uh, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster, Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph, who is the cook from The Holdovers. Oh, yeah. And I think she's the winner. She that I tell you what, I I haven't seen those other films, but that the the role she plays uh it's it's fantastic it's i mean i yeah holdovers is it's one of the best films i've ever seen yeah and and it will win a major award i think and a lot of times it looks to me this way anyway they make sure that a 
it gets one and poor things gets one okay. and you know of the big ones not make sure but it kind of works out that way and then for best director the nominees are got a phone call that just got ended <laughs> our sorry folks so whoever's trying to get a hold of kent he'll be with you in a, in a little bit after he's off the show our uh, jonathan glazer for the zone of interest i doubt that he is a real contender but it is nominated for the best international film even though it's a british movie but it's so that would and it's nominated also for best picture so the odds of it getting the best international film are about 100%. Okay. Um Yorgos Lanthimos who is the director of Poor, Poor Things. Okay. Okay. Uh Chris Nolan of uh Oppenheimer, yep. um, Marty Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon and Justine Triet for Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. So I think this one is Flip a coin, I couldn't tell you now. I think it might be between Nolan and Yorgos, okay. but maybe uh, Marty Scorsese as well. Um, that's fantastic. I mean, that's so uh, can give our listeners an idea of because you said you've done this for so many years. What when you review a film, what what what's that process like for you? The process is I go to either screenings or nowadays they send it to me on links or sometimes if a movie's opened and I didn't see it in advance, I'll just, I'll go to the theater. I never read about them before the movie okay. opens. I rarely know exactly what they're about. You can't entirely, like Oppenheimer, you're going to know. Killers of the Flower Moon, you're going to know. Barbie, right? You'll know vaguely what it's about. But you don't read anything. I you don't read do nothing. Any... I read nobody else's reviews. The only thing I want to know before I go in a movie, how long is it? <laughs> so you can schedule it, yeah. A, schedule it, and B, okay, here's a little little movie how to look at a movie in a way. Yeah. Most movies are three acts. Yeah. And if it's a, the easy way to, if it's a two hour movie, the first act usually runs about an hour and 10 minutes. The second act runs about 40 and the last act is 20 or less. Okay. Bang, bang, bang. Well, if you know you're in a hundred and like the movie this afternoon was an hour and 40 minutes. So, at the one hour mark, you could tell end of act one. Okay. Right? Those, and, and not every movie fits sure. that, but if I know how long it is, then I can look at my watch and go, okay, that's the second act. This is the first, right? And you start to figure out the structure. But the main thing that the process, as far as the writing goes, or for, is I don't take notes in a movie. Yeah, I was just going to ask. How do you... You don't. Okay. Okay, because I learned that lesson a long time ago. A, you can't read them. <laughs> and B, I never went back and looked at them. Now, yeah. it might make a nice mnemonic device, because you've written it down, you might remember it better. But then I try to go in, and this is not a direct analogy, but I think it's pretty good. Uh the uh, late Peter Sheldahl was a great art critic, and he was here uh, for a convention, and I spent most of a day with him walking around and looking at art in Lincoln and cool. talking. Cool. And he said, this is the job of a critic is 
when you look at visual art, you decide whether you like it or not in the time you can smell a freshly cut orange. Nice. You have made that nice. judgment. Your job is to tell people why. That's beautiful. That's really good, Kent. Yeah. Yeah. To describe why. Yeah. And you, you do it so well. I mean, because you are a, a true journalist because you're inquisitive, you're curious. And, yeah, I just, uh, that's fascinating. So that's what I try to do. And then, th then truthfully, there's one last constraint that is not surprising, is that I cannot write at the length of somebody writing in a magazine or online or whatever. So you have to be kind of succinct about it. Yeah, you, you know, my movie reviews run, I would say, between 450 and 600 words. Okay. Yeah. Like an op-ed. Yeah, yeah. Exact length. Yeah. Well, shocking, isn't it? That I then... <laughs> yeah. um, that's really cool. Hey, uh, folks, uh, let's take a break. And come on back and finish up uh, this wonderful conversation uh, with Mr. Kent Wolgamott from the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we're so delighted you chose to stick around. Uh, this is slid under the uh, door. How about this, uh, Kent? There's a little uh, uh, preview of what's coming up of uh, some shows at uh, PBA. Yeah, uh, and we'll be shot dead if we announce them now. <laughs> Will we? Oh, yeah, I guess so. It's tune in 9 a.m. Monday. <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to have to tune in Monday. To, at 9 a.m. At 9 a.m., but my goodness. Uh, uh, boy, howdy. There's some, there's some fun. You already knew about it, though. Uh, that's Hey, we're back with uh, Kent Wolgamott from the Lincoln Journal Star. And we're previewing the Oscar stories, and or the Oscar films, and uh, the directors, and, and actors, and actresses, and uh, directors, and, and, and getting a little insight on uh, Kent's life of, uh, of uh, previewing these films uh, for the past 40 years. And, uh, but you're not just a one-trick pony, my friend. Uh, you do art, you do music, and uh, man, I, I tell you, I've, I've enjoyed your writing uh, for years. And, uh, you know, in, in more recent years, you've, you're a member of the uh, Lincoln Journal Star editorial board, and, and uh, so you get to do a little politics on the side. Well, you're a well-rounded young man. Oh, yeah, well-rounded. <laughs> young, I don't know. Uh, and that, shockingly, I've been on the editorial board since Obama was president. Oh, it's been that long. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's striking. Yeah. I, I was like, huh? And I guess that's right. I always tell people, I'll, I think I told this last time you were on the air, but if anybody uh, missed it, you know, because I think our listeners know, I dabble in politics and my, in my day job. And I never forget the first time I walked one of my clients into the editorial board meeting and, and there's, uh, there's El Kent sitting there. It's like, wait a minute. Am I in the right room? <laughs> Uh, but you always you always have a question. Uh, anyway, we don't have to get into that. Uh, yeah, that's my job. Yeah, and that's I think part of the reason that I'm there is um, I'm that's the kind of stuff that I do. And um, shall we say you may have noticed this? I don't mind if I irritate. <laughs> 
the person with the question. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's yeah. I mean, if they can't if they can't take a question from the editorial board member, uh, how are they going to serve the people of Nebraska? Yeah. How are they going to deal with the public? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's this, actually the same thing. In my, I've done. I do a little. Um, not so much anymore, but I've done some sports writing too. Yeah. And I don't care if I make a coach mad. <laughs> Trust me. Uh, Mr. Tom Osborne and I have had a couple. Oh, okay. You know, okay. he didn't. So, and, and I got been screamed at by Bo Pelini, which is not any. <laughs> well, get in line. Right? Exactly. Yeah. That's no merit badge. But. Uh, uh, well, so how about musicians? Have you, have you, uh, I almost used a word that I can't use on the air. Uh, but that's why we have Steve Hardesty uh, here at the board. Uh, have you uh, upset any uh, uh, musicians uh, through the um, years not that so you can much, talk about? Not so much in conversation. I know that some of them haven't liked the reviews. But generally, the reality is if somebody's going to do an interview with you, it's not going to be contentious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And... So that, I mean, that's really the case. I will say there are, you do use some techniques. Um, if you all remember, Mick Fleetwood had a little, uh, little gastronomic issue. I was at that show. Okay. Yeah. I was at that show. And of course, I, I am a drummer. And so I raised my hand, but, uh, but the tack that filled in. He was good. He was really good. Yeah. So then they came back like three years, four years later, whatever uh, it was. But, uh, uh, yeah, because they said um, at the show, um, Stevie, said. Stevie said, hey, we're going to be back. We're going to do a full show. And I, I looked to whoever I was uh, with that night. It's like uh, the managers are scrambling in the back saying, wait a minute, we can't do that. Well, they came back and I got an interview with Mick. Oh, you did. So I'm doing the standard interview and waited until most of these uh, phone interviews are 20 minutes. And so I get like 15 minutes in and went, okay, if he's going to get mad and hang up, he can hang up now. <laughs> You've got what you need. I got what I need. And I ask him, you know, you, you last time you were here, you, you had, threw up. You dude. had your head in the bucket, yeah. <laughs> and, in the, and ended up going to the hospital. And uh, he was like, only time that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. And blah, 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 blah. And he was great about it. But I waited until the end just in case he was going to go, I don't want to talk about it. Bang. Oh, man. What are you looking forward to uh, musically here in the city uh, this year? Um, well, first coming up in two weeks, I think it's February 7th maybe, is that, if that's a, a, a Wednesday, is the... Um, Lincoln Exposed, yeah. which is that annual festival that's just Lincoln bands. Yep. And that's actually, I've written this, the most fun festival that I go to ever, because it's a community thing. It's yes. more than just going to see some music. You see all the people in the, in the local community, that kind of stuff. That would be the first thing. And then I think there's probably going to be about a dozen Pinewood shows, and I really like going to Pinewood. Oh, I tell you what, Kent, I've seen some of the best shows that I've ever seen uh, out there. Uh, uh, Paul Simon. Well, that's one of the great shows. You want to know part of the reason why that show was so great? Yes. That his technical expert requirements expertise there was a microphone for every instrument wow that's why it sounded so great because the guy could mix all the 
every instrument had its own microphone. And and just shortly after that, he kind of said... Retired. Yeah, he retired from touring. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, that was a great show. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I just want to. I just want to carry your uh, your your notepad around for a week. <laughs> okay. You that you could do. I'll I'll give you some of the good ones too. You can do them on your own. Uh, okay, we got a minute left, Kent. What have we left out for the Oscars? Uh, did we cover everything that you wanted to talk about? Did we do actor, uh, leading yeah. actor and actress? We've done. I this. think we got everything. The one last thing that I didn't mentioned that i should about movies coming here the annual they put out a package of all the short films and that'll be at the ross i think in two weeks and it's all the animated short uh documentary short and yes. short feature and those are fun to go to uh the ross.org check them out our dear friend Lori richards can't Thank you, my friend. Thanks for doing it. We'll do this again soon. Sounds good. Okay. Folks, that's the show. We're so delighted you tuned in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday for Flatwater Free Press every Monday. And, uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend. Go do good things. We'll see you then.